Okay, well, let's look at the readings today. If we look at the readings, we see all three have to do with darkness and light, blindness and sight. And so what we're going to do is we're going to dissect them as best we can in the 10 minutes that we have and talk about what it means for us. You know, that's what a homily does. It's different than a sermon. A homily takes the word that's been given to us and breaks it open so that we can chew it and so we can say what it means for us today. Well, we begin with the Old Testament in Samuel because this is really setting the stage. And it talks about the call of David. And the only thing I want you to go to is uh, Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, because this is what sets the stage. Chapter 16 of Samuel, 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. Man and God see things differently. That's very important to know. Because sometimes we sit there and we say the way we see things and we project it onto God and we say, oh, this is the way God sees things. But that's not true, now is it? God is very clear here. He sees things differently than the way we see things. Very clear. Now, today if we run to the Gospel, this is in John chapter 9, it's most of the whole Gospel there, we see Jesus makes this clear. Here is a man born blind. Now you see the, the, what's going on here. The man was born blind, and he knows he's blind, so God can heal him. The Pharisees thought they could see, but they were really blind, so God couldn't do anything with them. Huh? They thought they saw things the way God sees things. They didn't. The man knew he couldn't see anything. Now he was open to see things as God sees things. What this is talking about is faith, of course. huh? We're talking about the need of faith and how faith, the spiritual eyes, see things differently. And I want to deal today with the three things that the spiritual eyes and we should be able to see. One is we should be able to see God in all things. In reality, God is in all things. There is nothing that God is not part of in some way. God is present, and we need to look at life with the eyes of God, to know that God is there somewhere. Where is he? The second thing we need to do is have eyes that we need to see everything we see in the light of Christ. And when we see things in the light of Christ, then we see them with God's eyes and not ours. It's kind of like the second reading talked about, that what we need to do is let the light of Christ come, and when we are bringing the light of Christ, which is the third part, when we see things in the light of Christ, then we'll see things differently. We see the heart. The light of Christ reveals the person's heart, not the appearance. And finally, the third thing when we're called to see is we're called to be the light. Huh? As it says in the second reading today, you are the light. So what we need to be doing is bringing through our lives the light of Christ so that people can see Christ and can see through the eyes of God when we're present. Huh? So we're seeing God, we're seeing his light effects on the reality around us, 
And then we're being that light, we're bringing that light to the world. First part, to see God. This is what Jesus is talking about, huh? Here's a man born blind, he goes up and he heals him. They go to the Pharisees and there starts the thing, well, who does this? I don't know, he ought to be a prophet because things come from God, not that. And then these people who think they can see say, no, he's not a prophet, he's a sinner, he did something on a Sabbath. You know, we love, 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 love to judge people. We love to do that. Because this one is, and I do it too, huh? We love to do that because I know the way God is and God doesn't work that way. <laughs> we do it by the way we do prophecy, the way we do this. This is the way God works. He doesn't work any other way. Stop it. Okay. And I do it too. But God is, you know, he loves to prove us wrong sometimes. You know that. God loves to challenge us and says it's more. But anyway, after this goes and they're trying to get him to say, is he the Messiah? He don't know. But let's go now that Jesus sees him. The man's eyes are open. And he goes here, this is chapter 9, and we go to verse 37, I mean 35. When Jesus heard of his expulsion, he sought him out and asked him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Verse 36, he answered, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? 37, get this, you have seen him. You see the play, John loves to do this. You have seen him. You're blind, but now you see, huh? You have seen him, Jesus replied. He is speaking to you now. And then this great verse 38 says, I do believe, Lord, and he bowed down and he worshiped him. We need to be able to see Christ in the reality of every part of our life. You know, again, as I've talked about before, we believe that Christ is truly present here before us in the Blessed Sacrament. Now that takes eyes of faith. Some people come walking in here and they say, what are we doing? I don't understand all this. You know, you worship Christ. He's here. We are in the presence of Almighty God. It takes the eyes of faith to see that. But then it takes the eyes of faith to see that he's in the person next to you. Do we see Christ in the person next to us? Again, as I was sitting here talking on Monday night, you know, the presence of Christ is just as real in the person next to you as it is here. Different presence, but just as real. So do we see the presence of God? Do we see Christ, really see him in the people around us? Or do we come in and, oh, I only see Jesus in the Eucharist and I bow down and worship him. Oh, Lord, I love you, but then I hate people next to me. Oh, am I sick of that. If you can't love the person next to you, don't play games saying you love him. Don't even begin to do it, because you're a liar. Don't play games with God. If you sit there and you see Jesus here, then you darn well better see him in the person next to you, whether you like him, whether you don't like him, Christ is there. And stop judging him, and stop putting him down, and stop making all these things against him. Christ is in the person next to you, just as really as he is in here, and that takes the eyes of faith. Do you have the eyes of faith? The third place you and I gotta see Christ is here inside of me and you jesus who is god lives within us and that is another example of do i see that you know and again these people who call themselves christians and have a terrible self-image and they go around and say i'm a get a life you're not a christian don't play that game 
If you're a Christian, you better be happy. You better be smiling. Or don't even look and say, I'm not a Christian because you're a bad example of what it is to be a Christian. We are called to be people who know that the God of the universe dwells inside of this sinful body. And when I start knowing that Christ is inside of me, then I will have a different attitude about life. But so often, so often, you deal with Christians that are miserable people. That's a contradiction in terms. Christ is here. Christ is in the people next to you. And Christ is inside of you. That takes the eyes of faith. Do we have the eyes of faith? And if the reality is no, then you ask for it before you leave here today. That's simple. <laughs> you ask for it. And he can't say no. So if you don't get it, it's because you didn't ask. So there's no one to blame except you. First thing. Now, the second thing is we are called to see life around us with the light of Christ. That means when we're making judgments about life, we have to see it with God's eyes instead of our own eyes. And we can do that, why? because Jesus is inside of us. That's an easy thing. The Spirit of God is inside of me. So now I need to look with his eyes instead of my own. Now what that means is I don't make appearance judgments. I don't make appearance judgments. You know, it's an interesting, Thomas Jefferson, of all people, once said, huh? God waits to the end of a person's life to judge them. Why can't we do the same? Hmm, that's an interesting thing. But instead of looking at people for what they can do for us, instead of looking at people because they're wealthy or they're not wealthy, they're poor or they're not poor, we look at them in their heart. We see their need. We see their need for a savior. We bring them that. We see all of life, which not, you know, like sometimes you sit there and hear Christians about how much money can I make in life? You're looking at life then through the eyes of the world instead of the eyes of Christ. You know, when you're sitting there thinking your goals of life, all your goals in life are determined by God, are determined by the Word of God, are determined by the light of Christ, huh? not from the world. So I start looking at life with the attitude of Christ, with the eyes of Christ, and that goes with my goals, that goes with the way I look at people, that I see everybody as someone who is in need of Christ. I see everyone who's in Christ as a, another Christ, and I start treating them as Christ. Huh, whatever you do, the least my brothers should do unto me. So I look at the world through the light of Christ and through the, instead of through the light of the world. My mind has to change. God is first, others are second, I am last. My life is now changed. I now have the attitude of Christ when I look at the world. That's the attitude I look at the world with. Finally, I need to become, and this is where we go to the, the, the second, second reading today, chapter 5 of Ephesians, verse 8 and following. Chapter 5, verse 8 and following. There was a time when you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Get that? There was a time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So what does that mean? That means that my presence brings forth to the reality of the darkness of the world hope, the light of Christ. I am light in Christ. The darkness cannot conquer me. I am one who brings the light to the world. 
I am another Christ. I am this lantern, and the light of Jesus Christ is inside of me. And no matter where I am, there is Jesus. And so, how does that go practically? That means when I'm with people and they're seeing things from the way of the world, I show them the way to see things through the light of Christ. I be light to them. I bring light to them. I am light to them because the light of the world lives inside of me. So you see what happens when we come to Christ? We first of all notice and realize the presence of Christ in the world, in the Eucharist, in the people around us, in ourselves. Next, we start looking at life through the light of Christ, seeing not as the world sees life, but as Christ sees life, and we let his light show us the reality of what's true. And finally, we bring that light to everywhere we are, and the light shines in the darkness, and as it says in John's Gospel, first chapter, the darkness did not overcome it. We are conquerors in Christ. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.